Warning. Strong language alert. Attention please. This is the final call. Hello. Do any of you speak English? Well, if so, hello! This is Bernie Passport and I'm Nazim Hussain. As a comedian, I travel a lot and uh, beyond the so-called glamour of all that time away from home, it can be a real chore. Planes, trains, automobiles, then there's a hotel room. It's enough to make you want to stay at home and burn your passport. This week it's time for another properly famous Australian comedian, Joel Creasy. Whenever I've been on TV the night before, I get very excited. Like, I think it went to air at like 4am and all I said was like, and, and that was it. But uh, when I've been on TV the night before, I get so excited. Like, I'll put on big sunnies and a trench coat and I'll go and stand in the middle of public places on purpose. Like, I'll go and stand in the middle of like a busy shopping centre food court and be like, don't look at me! Let me live a private life! Like, people just walking past their shopping, like, oh my God, Josh Thomas got weird. Uh, that was from Joel's ABC TV special. But first, it's time to say hello to the comedian that was nominated for the Best Newcomer in 2016 at the Melbourne Comedy Festival last year. It is Rose Matafeo. Passengers are reminded to burn your passport. Hello, this is Burn Your Passport. My name's Nazim Hussain, and I'm here with a very funny person, Rose Matafeo. How's it going? Oh, very well. Thank you for having me. Is it Matafeo? It's it's technically Matafeo, but um, I oh. don't say it. Like, you know when it's like Matafeo. kind of, it's awkward when you like say your last name really hard out, oh, like yeah. culturally correct, yeah. and then I just sound like a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> and most people just go, Matafeo. And I'm like, yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, Matafeo. <laughs> well, it's like my friend, his name is Amir, and yeah. every time he meets an Arab, they go... It's Amr, Amr, and so they correct his own name. <laughs> I know it sucks. It sucks so bad. Apparently, I'm, I'm, my last name's Samoan, but apparently in Spanish, technically it means to kill, and feo means like ugly person. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I was like, oh god, I wish I was Spanish. You're like an ugly, like you kill ugly people. As, yeah, I'm like a bounty a hunter. Or something. <laughs> so that, okay. Pretty vain bounty hunter. No, I mean, but a useful one possibly. This is a species that relies on natural selection. I don't know. Anyway, I guess so. Hey, uh, so you're here. In Melbourne, mm-hmm. it's strange because I've been to this festival for the past maybe about five years. So yeah, yeah like every Easter I spend in Melbourne, which yeah. I find is kind of a weird ritual. I yeah. don't know why. Now, Rose, you travel like since you were fifteen. You moved from mm. Auckland, New Zealand, mm. to London. Oh, so so yeah, I've lived in Auckland most all of my life basically, right. and then I moved to London about end of two thousand fifteen. Okay, so what made you want to go there anyway? I kind of you know to do comedy yeah. more. In a legit way, like yeah. I think I fell out of. I did a lot of TV in New Zealand, and I kind of fell out of not doing stand up that much. And there's so many opportunities over there, yeah, um, to do that kind of stuff, and like to go to Edinburgh and do all of that stuff. Yeah, so it seemed like a natural progression, and it's kind of that classic like, oh, do my OE, do my two year visa, yeah, visa thing when you go up to the UK. <laughs> we come back with like a really stupid fake British accent, which I hate when girls do that. You don't have that at all, though. No, no, I don't. I don't. And I think it it gets stronger. My New Zealand Mm. accent weirdly gets stronger in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Or you can definitely hear it when you talk to an Australian. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, people can't tell the difference up in, in the UK. They think really? I'm South African. Oh. Genuinely, they think I, I'm South African. I'm like, absolutely Because not. it's the eh. Well, clipped vowels, man. Yeah, and clipped vowels, that's what it is. It's different, I think, with Australia because it's, it's a huge, it's a big country. There's a lot of people yeah. that ingest comedy, I suppose. But in New Zealand, there's like 12 people that go to our gigs, <laughs> usually. And, you know, they're always but- the same people. <laughs> and you just see them all the time. You're like, okay, i got to get out of this country. Um, so before you travelled to the UK mm-hmm. to live there for two years, did mm-hmm. you have, had you done anything like that before? Like I did some travel. Like I went around America, yeah, yeah. but I'd never probably yeah. lived in another country yeah, before. Yeah. 
And so the, the last two years has been like, I've taken that flight, which is mm. like 30 hour flight. I've taken it eight times. Oh my God. Um, yeah. That's 240, yeah. 10 full days you've been in the air. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's the, it's brutal and it's the worst. And I hate it when people tell me that they get excited about, like when they're excited about going on a plane. I'm mm. like, no. It's the worst. So you've graduated from window seat. You're definitely an aisle seat person. I'm absolutely yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was I was a window seat person because I was like good good space to lean. Yeah, lean good on. Good place to sleep. Mm. But I'm very tall. I'm quite tall. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, yeah. No, you need that leg space. I don't care about the cart if it kicks your leg a little bit. Oh, I was it's on a, a plane. Pay. I when you know when you nail it and you get a whole mm. row to yourself. Mm. I was on a play where I had a row to, row to myself and you have to be really territorial about mm. that when mm. you get it. I saw like a, the oldest man like in the like aisle next to me sitting there, and I just felt so guilty that I was like I was like oh, I should, I have to I should I should give him my seat, yeah. but then also a part of me was like apps no, and no absolutely not. Well, and he but he was a kind of weird guy. He sat there for an entire twelve hour flight. Just staring at the blank screen. He didn't turn it on. He didn't turn it on, but he didn't sleep either. Was he dead? I With think, his eyes oh open. Oh my god, I should have checked. You should I have. should have checked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where I was coming back from. Maybe it was the UK last year. Yeah. And uh one of the longest legs, I actually had a road myself and Amazing. I was you know, I actually asked that from Dubai or whatever, and I was really excited. I got to the airport early and I got to my seat and there was a bloody uncle there mm-hmm. sitting there and you know how it is, maybe in your culture as well. Yeah. You know, you've okay. so he was like I said, Oh I think that's my seat and he goes, Come on, mate, just sit down over there and I was like and he goes, come on, mate, just sit over there. Come on, mate. And oh, he just made me. And I sat in this shit no. middle, middle seat and just fuming the whole time. That's unfair. Just freaking fuming. And then the air hostess kind of saw what was going on. She mm-hmm. came over and she asked me, is there any problem? And I think she was like giving me an opportunity to just. You didn't say anything? And I was just, and he was looking at me mate. with the come on, mate face. And I just said, no, it's okay. I hate the come on, mate, face, man. That is the <laughs> most terrifying face of all time. So do you, so you do like traveling now? You're, you're... I do. I know. I love traveling. And I think being from New mm. Zealand, like more so than Australia, perhaps, mm. it's like you're a, su- you're a super isolated country. Yeah. And the ability to leave that country yeah. is like a blessing because, you know, you're kind of trapped otherwise. What do, you, what do you guys really think of Australians abroad? I think it's fine. Yeah. I get annoyed when people think I'm Australian in, in the UK. Ah, I don't know why. why. I don't want to say I'm on a it. podcast. <laughs> no, I haven't verbalized it. Yeah, because oh, I don't we are, really... We are Americans, right? Yeah, to, to the Canadians, you mm-hmm, mean? Mm-hmm. Like Canadian-American yeah, yeah, vibe? Yeah. Perhaps. No, it's, I think it's more just a homesickness when mm. someone says, oh, you're from Australia. And you're like, no, I'm from New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand rules. <laughs> but patriotism, sick. And then it's, it, but it's no difference to them. Yeah. Like, they don't care. And also, like, I think there are different attitudes towards Australians and New Zealanders. Well. I think people do think that New Zealanders are a bit more chilled out yeah. in the UK. When really, you know, we're, we're not. We're, we're, there are some psychopaths. You know? They either think that or they don't know much about New Zealand. Yeah, no, they don't know where it is. Oh, no, the worst thing, though, when I say that I'm half Polynesian, I'm yeah. half, you know, I'm half Samoan, first of all, they go, you mean Samoa? And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> shut your mouth. Like, don't, why are you correcting me on how I'm saying? And then I say it's the Samoan, and then they tease me about how I say Samoan. And I'm like, oh, you do need to ch- ch- you, not do you that. You need to sit down. Uh, yeah, you need to sit down. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, they don't, know, they don't know where the Pacific Islands are even. Mm. You know, like, they're just a bit, like, oblivious to that. Is this when you're abroad? Yeah, that's what I'm abroad. No, no. no. <laughs> Imagine you get kicked out of New Zealand. They're like, "We are the Pacific Islands. You are a Pacific Island. What are you talking about?" Is there some place in the world that you would never go? Um. Oh man, never go. Mm. So well, I love the states, but then now I'm a bit more wary about going back to the states. To be honest, yeah. like I went around all um Texas and 
Have like you been Austin. to Texas? Yeah. I would, what was that like? Austin and Dallas are so sick. I love really? going to Dallas because I had the best barbecue I've ever had in my entire life there. And I also got to the um, go to the t- uh, Texas Book Depository in Dallas where JFK got shot. Um, that was sick. That was awesome. So you got to go to the fifth floor. Uh, it was um, so good. So did you get to go to the window? No, not the exact window. You can go to the one, the floor b- below, because I feel like it's potentially a bit bad taste to go to the actual window. Right. But they so is it a tourist assassination? Yeah, it's like a museum. It's like a full museum about the assassination Whoa. and all of his life and stuff. And it, it's uh, incredible. I mean, a bit macabre. Is it kind of like going to concentration camps? Like you, you see, people go to pretty it's gruesome sort of like, places. Yeah, like we we're talking about this today. Actually, like war memorial war museums. Memorials. They've got to curate them so so particularly, yeah. like you know, to make people you know. Yeah. They've got to be good, yeah, yeah, but also like not like me. We're a museum. Well, I went to where Malcolm X got assassinated at the Audubon Theatre, which out. is now becoming a university. I went to a um, museum in Thailand. Basically, it was like a museum of death in a hospital, and it's insane because it's not like the best run museum. They have all these dead bodies. Like they have a dead body of this murderer, right? Yeah. Which is kind of mummified, but also it's in this glass case that is not really propped up that well. So it's kind of leaning against the glass. Oh. Like it's fallen down. And also bits of it are falling off it as well, like the mummified corpse. So it's like kind of dodge. There's Whoa. a lot of weird, That's you know, gross. fetuses and glass jars. What the hell? It was insane. Are it was you allowed insane. to do that? I'm what? not sure. <laughs> well, that is... Thailand is a crazy place. You can do whatever you like in Thailand. Oh, yeah. In Thailand, I went to this market where you can buy little <clears throat> tigers and things that like to eat. Oh like, as in live ones. Oh. Like, all sorts of exotic little tigers? Animals. Yeah, like little mini or like... Lep- like, I just remember, like, the big cats, but they were small. Like that sounds dodgy as crap. Versions. Yeah, you can buy all sorts of stuff, like snakes and... Uh, hawks oh and all sorts of things. And people just buying them to eat for their powers. <laughs> they get whatever, you know, mystical the... powers. Or just a really bad gut infection. Or, um, <laughs> or it tastes great on a barbecue. Do you like Thailand? I love Thailand. I love Thailand, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I don't love it. I, in, I haven't been there that much to say, oh, you know, I've been And there. it's a bit creepy sometimes when you're like, I love Thailand. I love it. <laughs> I love Thailand. <laughs> love going there on my holidays. Um, yeah, it's a good, good, good place. Do New Zealanders go? Is that like, yeah, do you guys have a Bali as well? Like, I know that's Indonesia, but do you guys have like a... I think Thailand is definitely one. Or just like going like, the islands, like yeah, Fiji yeah. See, and that's Thailand, it. Well, so. yeah. Or you come to Australia. Yeah, we go to Australia. We go to Sydney. <laughs> yeah. Sydney to see all your mates that have moved over and are earning more money than you, but are spending more money than they've ever spent. In their yeah. Lives so basically, <laughs> you, you net out if you stay in New Zealand. Yeah, a lot of my friends have moved to Sydney though. Like, mm. the, it's a big jump, and it's funny in comedy as well. Though I think it's a hard scene here mm. to get into anyway. Is it? You may as well, I think, go two yeah. steps up. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of people ask me why I didn't move to Australia before the UK yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And it just is kind of not worth it. Yeah, you might as well just go to a, a, the, a, one of the biggest markets, comedy markets in the world. Where you're actually a point of difference rather mm. than mm. just getting confused as an Australian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where are you from? Hey. So you've lived your... Are you, were your parents born in New Zealand or were they... My, yeah, both my parents were born in New Zealand, but my um, yeah, my dad's, bad, my dad's parents were obviously from Samoa. And, um, Have you been there? I've never been there. Isn't really? that the, sh- the most shocking thing? Like oh. it's... It's hard because it's like, I don't know, he, I never knew much about my dad's side of that mm. family. And mm. it's like, it's so vague, especially in like, I guess sometimes Polynesian culture where it's all like oral history mm. where, you know, you can't just like Google who, yeah, yeah. where your ancestors are. you got to ask someone, you got to go to a village, you like ask around. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a very lazy person and I don't like talking to people. So um. you got to do that mapping the family tree stuff, I reckon, because I know, your kids, hard. if you have kids, oh, mm. like, that's what I've started to think. I'm like, God, like my wife's 
Irish side of a family. Like she yeah. knows, like you can just Google it. Yeah. She can go for like 10, 15 generations. Because they wrote stuff down. Yeah. <laughs> my sisters on my dad's side do not write. My dad hardly tells me about his life. I don't even know really when he's born. <laughs> do you know your dad? <laughs> I do know my dad, but you he's a very s- mystical person. He's like, he genuinely is quite a mysterious really? mystical person. He does Tai Chi. Oh. He's very vague. Um, a vague well. person who believes in auras. But then my. <laughs> so no, 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 no. Because the way you said it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not laughing at your dad. No, you can me. laugh at him. But if he listens to this, he'll kill you. What do you mean he believes in auras? <laughs> He's just a. My, both my parents are Rastafarian. Okay. Um, so they they were like both have got dreadlocks and they're um they're both into. That's why I hate reggae. Do you <laughs> hate it, reggae? Well, because I grew up Rastafarian, man. Like, there's a big Pol- like Polynesian Maori community of Rastafarian yeah, yeah. people in New Zealand and I, that's why I hate yeah of course so the I opposite reggae. of reggae is now techno I guess yeah well I, I hate reggae a little bit less now but I rebelled against that as a kid I suppose mm. by listening to like so anything a bit rap. slow and chilled you like crap yeah like <laughs> yeah like I was into like you know Barry Manilow or whatever <laughs> I'm like yeah this is cool <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've never I've never been to Samoa I ne- I never been to Japan it's the only place I've ever learned a, like I've started learning language yeah. I've never been to Japan it's the only place I've ever wanted to go in my yeah, entire yeah. life I'm bad at tracking the family roots man because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Dalmatian I'm also Croatian and Scottish oh so, really so yeah Croatian on my mum's side so. you've got a lot going on I haven't been to Croatia yet my advice to you is go suss out your dad Please. first yeah yeah. Get a, I what, do need to yeah <laughs> see, my friend started following her dad around with a camera thinking that that would be some great cool experiment he was just like can you stop filming <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're kind of like can you stop trying to discover yourself through following me yeah exactly stop trying to bloody get hits on Facebook <laughs> yeah yeah I want this to go viral guys <laughs> I want this to go viral hey uh, Rose thanks so much for coming in and you're almost done with your tour yeah I'm almost done yeah pretty much i just going back to New Zealand doing some shows and then doing Edinburgh later on well to all our New Zealanders <laughs> and all your Scottish listeners um, I bet you have a big following in Scotland you've got a massive following yeah. in Scotland uh, shout out to the Scots shout out See you guys soon. (laughs) Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Up next, Joel Creasy, who is probably never going to visit a particular Victorian town again. So I decided to hit the streets to find out if there's a particular town that you would never go back to. Is there one place that you would never go back to in the world? Probably Pattaya. In Thailand? What's that? Yeah, in Thailand. So I thought it was like Phuket, beaches and all that. Turns out there's nothing there, just a bunch of sleazy white dudes that, you know, picking up all the chicks. <laughs> you didn't like that because... No, because it's not my thing. Is there anywhere in the world that you would not go back to? No, anywhere I go, I, I love, I, I'm happy, I enjoy very much. You've enjoyed all the places you've been to? Yes. You just love the world? Yes, I, I definitely I love people, place, culture, everything. Is there anywhere that you probably wouldn't go back? Oh, yeah, I think so, mate. Launceston. Launceston. <laughs> Why is that? Because it's down in a hole, mate, and it's freezing cold. <laughs> is there anywhere in the world where you probably might not go back? Orlando, Florida. Why is that? Too many tourists. Hey, bro, is there anywhere that you wouldn't go, go Ge- back to? Geelong. Why is that? Because they're racist. <laughs> <laughs> so you never gone back? Nah, mate, all rednecks did. <laughs> I'll take that advice. You know, I'm burning your passport with Nazim Hussain, and uh, today I've got a pretty special guest mm. in. I don't know if you can call him like the king of Perth, but he's definitely, <laughs> the, he's, he's comedy royalty in Australia. Joel Creasy, thanks, Brave. Thank you. I'm a personality. You're a personality. Yes. 
and you're very fancy here with your new uh, desk where you're recording it. It moves Mate, and we're now standing. Now, this is a podcast. We do this on the side of the road. Oh, right. Oh, yes. You're, you're urban. You're, you're cool. urban, mate. You're your street. Sorry, I won't give away your secrets. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm a little bit hungover. Uh-huh. I uh, had a bit of a party last night. Yeah, last night, because you're doing the comedy festival. I Poser. Am... Poser is the name I showed. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> and um, I'm in the midst of the festival and I um, had a bit of a party last night that you attended. So I do this thing once a year during comedy festival. I think I'm the only comic that does it because I'm a wanker. And um, and I do like a VIP night. So uh-huh. I have, I sort of comp my whole show out to like celebrities and influencers. <laughs> and then I get a really cool bar and I just whack a whole bunch of money on the bar and have people there and photographers and um, yeah, and it's really fun. I love a party. It was if, great. If I wasn't in comedy, I'd be a party planner. Really? I'd be like Chica from The Real Housewives. I'm <laughs> feeling like you're not going to get that reference, but she's the party planner from Real Housewives <laughs> of Melbourne. Your eyes were darting when you said that. Like, <laughs> how do I translate this? Yeah. You've travelled everywhere. You've, um... I have. So, and your parents... My parents are British, yeah. but I was born in Australia, but my parents still live in Perth, uh-huh. and both my sisters live in London, yeah. So, and I'm and I'm a Melbourneian. So have you've you've mainly lived in Perth and Melbourne? Yes. And, oh, and I lived in LA for a while with my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I've heard about this in your show. Yes, I absolutely ruined him in my last stand-up <laughs> show. And then this year, like, no one dumped me, and I was like, oh, I need, I need some material. Um, but, yeah, I was living in L.A., so I was, like, really into, like, green juices and CrossFit for a long time. But, you see, you love the big cities. Melbourne, Perth, uh, L.A., yes. Um, but you and I, we've done road show together. Yeah, we have. We've, we've done, done like far north Queensland yeah, far together. North que- we went to like Sexy. Ipswich as well. That's right. We did too in Rockhampton. Rocky. Rocky. Yeah, that's right. I had a good steak in Rockhampton. <laughs> Some of those theatres up there mm. are massive. Yeah. Or or they're tiny towns. So like a population, maybe 10,000. Yes. And then a thousand people will come to the show. Yeah. like one in ten people in the town are watching. And so then the next day, because, mm. you know, you kind of like leave the next morning, mm-hmm. but the next day when you're getting coffee, everyone's like, love the show last night, yeah. or they're repeating bits to you, and it is really sweet. Yeah, they're talking about the cafe. But you went to WA, was that last year or two years ago, mm. when uh, you had a bit of a weird encounter? Well, I've had a couple. I went, I did one on Roadshow, a town called Caloundra. Well, and I, couldn't, I could not place it on a map. I was doing, like, kind of all the press for the tour. It was on Roadshow. Right. And, um, and I was kind of doing all the press for our tour. And Katie, our gorgeous tour manager, took um, me to do the interview. And the interview was there was one street in the town. And um, we had to go into the real estate agent. And the real estate agent locked up his real estate agency. And then he took me next door to the radio station because he was what? also the radio announcer. Well, <laughs> he took me next door to do um, to do the interview. Uh-huh. Turns the radio station on <laughs> so to do the interview. So in so the people... off chat, so it would have been just like white noise. <laughs> and then... Five minutes of an interview with me and then white noise again. Do you think people tune in for that radio hour? I don't know. Five minutes. That five minutes. Or people like this, like listening in the off chance that hopefully a signal will come through. <laughs> um, and then before, but, but then before the interview, he goes to me, he goes, now, um, he hadn't clocked that I'm gay, which is kind of insane. And, um, wait, wait, hang on. Oh, okay. So oh, sorry. Have, yes, I, I, I am. I know. I am. So watch out. And, um, and he goes, um, he goes, oh, just so you know, we had um, uh, a gay comic here last year doing the roadshow, and um, we as a town decided we did not enjoy it. So what? Uh, if you could make sure there's none of that this year. And then I was oh like, my oh, my God. God. And then I go in to do the interview with him, and I could see halfway through the interview he worked out that I'm a raging homosexual, and um, and it was so awkward. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Um, so we put in a complaint. So he didn't um, turn the radio station off halfway through your interview? Yeah, I said gay, and he was like, all right, it's off. <laughs> sorry, Caloundra. Yeah, sorry, Caloundra. Sorry, your five minutes got cut down to 90 <laughs> seconds today. And um, But then we put in a complaint, and we found out later, no, the town hadn't put in, hadn't like gotten together last year after the show. He 
was just the one local homophobe. It was just who, him. Yeah. And um, anyway, the Country Women's Association were like, we're so sorry about Darren. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does this to everyone. And um, they like sent me some scones. What? And um, like, we've banned Aww. him from coming to the show tonight. He's not allowed to oh, come. they banned Darren? Or yeah, they banned him. Yeah, but Darren, the real estate agent slash radio <laughs> DJ. Is it even so a real funny. radio station? No, I, or does it just broadcast so into his own head? Oh, so It was such a weird experience going to this little room <laughs> with this homophobic man. That is very awkward. But, oh, I'll, I'll have to go back to Caloundra just to find him. But that's entry level. Like That was my entry level. I also got chased out of a town. I went to Colac. That's in... Um, in regional Victoria. Victoria, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, did, I was hosting an anti-homophobia event. Uh-huh. And after the event, 30 homophobes chased me out of the town. How's what? the irony? Yeah, like young, like young kids. So how did that happen? So, so you were there, what? Doing, I was there. Doing a gig? I was doing a gig for this, like, this like, yeah. like local anti-homophobia like, youth group. And there was these like, little hood, hood rats in there, um, like, like having a go at like, the young like At the kids. gig? Yeah, at the gig. And I was like, hey, leave. It was, it was kind of like a mixer. And I was like, doing, like hosting it and like, uh-huh. doing the raffle and stuff. And and I was like, hey, get out of here, leave them alone. Mm. And um, and what they did is they went, they did leave, and they got out the front, and they sort of rallied all their like little homophobic. But they were like, we're talking teenagers, but like seventeen year olds, so like grown men. And they all got together. And as I was leaving, there was like thirty of them chasing me and my mates to my car. Oh, so they actually they you came out of the gig. Yeah, and then they started chasing. They you. chased me to my car, throwing stuff. Shit. And um, and you know, I um, it, you know, it was quite a, a tough experience for me. And I immediately tweeted about it. And um, <sighs> well, it blew not up while you're running. Yeah, 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 no. The second I got in the car, <laughs> and but like it blew up, and I got, I got not all, the car. No, 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 not yet. They didn't like put anything in the exhaust, <laughs> but it got all this exposure, right? Right. And I was like doing interviews about it because it was quite a big deal. In cold, like it made news. We were definitely in color, but all around Australia. Wow. As a result, kind of, it helped my profile rise. Oh my and God. Um, I got an invite to the, as a result, to the red carpet premiere of Sex in the City 2, and I met Sarah Jessica Parker. And I was like, as a result of the most homophobic thing happening, the gayest thing has now straight. happened. <laughs> They've set your career off. Yeah. But then, because then Colac had a reputation as being the most homophobic mm. town in Australia, the ABC, like, do you want to go back and do a documentary with Reese Nicholson? And live there for a week and to see if it is actually. Uh, that's, so that would be a hard decision to make. I know. And spoiler alert, it still is pretty <laughs> So me and Reese went it's back. It's called Colac. I know. Co- Lake Colac. Sounds like colon. I know. Totally. Sounds I know. like an ass of a place. I know. It, ma- it makes Warrnambool look a bit. Ooh. <laughs> but were there people, I mean, I mean, obviously there were people there that didn't like those hood rats because yeah. they had an event. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, there were, they're, they're, but you know, they 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 seem to be outnumbered. I don't know. You know, country towns are weird places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because like the good people are just like they're passive. Yeah. And it's these hood rats that are crazy and. Yeah, I love that we're using the term hood rats. Yeah, because that's what they are. The hood rats. Yeah, hood rats. Are we like stereotyping hood rats in a bad way? I know. Hood rats actually sounds kind of cool. I yeah. wish I was a hood rat. Yeah, I, I want to be a hood rat. rat. Um, because you could probably fight evil being yeah. a hood rat. Like there are good, probably some good hood rats out there. I used, I was the hood hood rattiest. I used to get was I used to sit outside at my local Westfield food court after uh-huh. school. Yeah, and like just like spit gum at the wall. Really? Yeah, but then yeah. I go and pick it up because I don't see What we used to do when we were in high school. My school was uh, on, on the street. I think I've told this story before. Mm. We our school was on the same street where there was a brothel. And oh, wow. um, you're normally not allowed to have brothels like uh, a few hundred metres from any school. Oh, did they have a permit or something? Well, pretty much. This <laughs> brothel was heritage listed. so I was Oh, my God, there. heaven. Were the, were the hookers heritage listed too? <laughs> no, I'm not sure. They were, I don't know how old they were, but right. uh, they, they, you know, but all the guys, a thousand guys that came out of school every day would walk past it and just hang out there, yeah. just drinking Slurpees and whatever, and just wait for guys to go in and out. And when a guy would come out, they would all just go, hey! Oh! 
I would I walk with that. him to his car. Oh my god, how hilarious! <laughs> it was hilarious and also probably bad. But then um, sometimes they'd start to do that with the women that worked there, and it got to the point where it was a bit pretty. It was pretty disrespectful. So the school bravely invited one of the workers to come to the school and speak to all the boys at assembly yeah. and ask her whatever they wanted to. And for the first like twenty minutes of the one hour session, the guys were asking the most you know, gross, inappropriate questions. But the rest of the time, it got really mature. Really? And by the end, some guys were, like, kind of, like, sobbing and stuff like that. Oh, my like God. Like, empathising. And she got, like, a standing ovation at the end. So it really changed the attitude of all the... Wow. And then after that, every time guys walked past, they never gave any of the women crap. But that's you know, nice. They started still. I mean, the, the, wow, the men that went in still got. That's crap. so impressive. It was very impressive. We didn't have anyone cool like that. We had Condoleezza Rice come and speak at my school. Did you really? Yeah. Did you go to a rich school? I, what do you think? Yeah, you, have you met me? <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> you went to. <laughs> do you, can I ask you, Do your parents school? own McDonald's? Yes, they do. I've heard this. They do, and that sounds Which like, is so off-brand for comedy because you know comedy meant to be the underdog, and I'm like, oh, no, but for, I mean, McDonald's, McDonald's is like a everyman food. Yes. But owning McDonald's makes you super rich. Because I used to work at a professional services firm with people yeah. who make people rich. And I spoke to one of the partners. I said, if you weren't working here, or if you wanted to become super rich, what would you do? And one of the partners said, oh, simple. I said, what? He said, I'll just own, I'll buy McDonald's franchises. Yeah, because they don't go, how many McDonald's have you seen closed down? No. Exactly. Yeah. So you must be really rich. Oh, uh, well. Are you really rich? <laughs> well, my, yeah, my parents have a nice house. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so did you borrow money? Look, life's been really easy, uh-huh. you know. You know, people, you know, no, but, you're, but you, it's not like life's been easy because you've been slacking off. You work uh, yeah. hard and you get... No, yes. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, I, I used to work at my parents' McDonald's. Did you guys ever... Have you ever had... I was had... the cafe manager. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's a tough job. I know, but the gayest job as well. The cafe manager. I was making frappuccinos. Or frappa, <laughs> McFrappes, sorry. So you're saying that's the gayest job you've ever had? Well, apart from being Joel Creasy's, you know, six <laughs> nights a week at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, um, that's a pretty gay job. That's your gay job. Me and my most stereotypically brown job is being a telemarketer. Ah, well, so, actually. Yeah, I was telemarketer for like three or four years. Oh, my God. Now, I was probably spoke to you. Awful. Probably. No, it wasn't. Yeah, you need to leave me alone, by the way. <laughs> I, don't want to sign, I do not want to sign up to Fitness First. They're the worst. Fitness First are the worst. Fitness First are the worst because they're not, yeah. they hound you on the street. They don't leave you alone. They call you around the... And I'm like, I'm already a Fitness First member. But, dude, I went to your party last night mm. and on the tables there were photos of you. Framed photos. Yes. One of them that I wanted to take as personal inspiration was you without a top on. Leaning against the wall with, right. your, with your hips out and yeah. a six-pack. Thanks. That, I did that photo for you. That's for that photo. But that's is that real? Not like that. Yes, it's a real photo. Can you lift your top up, please? No, I'm not like that at the moment. Really? No, not at. Like, How do you so, get a so six pack? Uh, it, it's um. Someone said it's okay. uh, six packs are made in the kitchen. Yes, True or false? There's that uh, abs made in the kitchen. Is that hashtag really? you might have seen on Instagram? <laughs> absolutely, and I love Ab- junk food. Absolutely, absolutely, I love junk food. So, so you're... I had to work really hard for that. How long does it take you to? Well, I just gone through a breakup, and um... it, that was just like the only thing that kind of gets me out of bed is revenge, and um and. <laughs> I'm like Cersei Lannister. Honestly, I operate like <laughs> truly. I'm the Cersei Lannister of comedy. Like that's how I operate. I just operate solely on revenge. And um, so right now you must have a lot of revenge because you're killing it. There's always like someone that's wronged me at some point. Whenever I'm on TV, I'm like, I hope you're at home watching. <laughs> <laughs> so that photo that you got mm. of you in, with a six pack, yeah. that was the that's what you wanted by the end of your training, revenge training. Yeah, absolutely. Post that. And, and I was like, and because I was offered a photo shoot and uh-huh. some money to do that shoot. Really? And um, I was like, okay, you were I'm offered do to it. get a six pack. You got offered money to get yeah, a six pack. Yeah, totally. So I hired a personal trainer. Whoa. He was there at my party last night. So is there someone that I could get paid for f- from? To get a six pack, like absolutely, my god! How do you get money for Who's stuff doing like your that? publicity? I'll take no over. No, I'll seriously. take over. I should do your PR for you, please. Yeah, I'll make you a sex icon. The, the freest thing I've ever gotten is a coffee 
and uh, I got to go to the gym for free once. Well, and a trip, no, no, actually, I don't have and a trip to Africa. And a trip to Africa, that was work. You got though. a free trip. Oh, no, yeah, you got paid to go hey, to Africa. Hey, we're Jungle Alumni. Give yeah, it up. Yeah, Jungle Alumni. That was a fist bump for those know, of you that didn't see. We are, there's very few people on planet Earth that know what we've gone through. Mm. We've been through hell and back. Hell We've been to Colac and back. Colac and back. Oh, God. Colac and back. That just sounds wrong. Well, look, thank you very much, Joel Creasy, who is on tour around Australia. Check him out. Google his name. Um, give me a Google. Check, give, the, give Im- him a check Google. the images and you'll see that the ab shot. Go to his Instagram and like his shirtless selfies. Dude, that's all I care about. Not even selfies. They're professional photographs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you very much, Joel Creasy. Thank you, Nazim. That is it. No more. But before you go, just remember, you got to rate, review, and subscribe to us in iTunes. And uh, also, if you're just chatting to a friend, the next conversation that you have, just make sure you make it about Burn Your Passport. That'd be really good. All right, see you later. Passengers are reminded to burn your passport.